I see on TikTok, they're like, we're quitting. Do you hate your job? Is your boss mean? Yeah. What's happening? I don't know. You think Lauren was like, David, come here, sit on my knee. <laughs> you seem stressed because you haven't been on 15 shows in a row. He doesn't give a fuck. He goes, you're weak. Leave. 100%. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow. How have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, more like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over, and setting up on Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bears. That's mintmobile.com slash bears. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bears. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three months plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You're impressed, dude. I'm impressed with the set, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. I walked in here, I'm like, what am I going to set of Avatar 3? So much <laughs> shit in electronics. This is really the future. Yeah, man. This is the future. I actually saw it on YouTube. I wanted to do my research. And so I was like, hey, who's Tom Segura and who's Burt Kreischer? Mm -hmm. And so I go, let's just start there. Yeah. And then it might have been an old one because you had to up, it was paper behind you. And it was like, that actually, drawing. no, that is actually kind of recent. So okay. what happened was we used to do them all here. Then we moved to Austin. Bert didn't move there, but I moved there. Okay. And since it's my operation, I had a, a studio built mm -hmm. and they told us, I don't know if you've ever had some construction done on a home or something. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, it'll be done. And then it, it was time to be done. They're oh, like, it's just it five done? more months. So five then, more we, months. Then we started to take, we did a, a purposely shitty set. So we would just tape. I kind of like that yeah. though. Yeah. Because and I think everyone likes it more. Because when you see a shitty show, you're like, it's gonna have a shitty set, yeah. And then it sort of all makes sense. No, your show is funny, and uh, I I uh, will make fun of you guys, even though I don't know you well enough to make fun of you guys. I think you do. I know Bert a hair better, mm -hmm. but from the store? No, uh, yeah. When he used to work at AMPM, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get Abba Zabba's from. Uh -huh. No, he could easily work at his store, and he probably will. He probably will. And he's he, uh, he's on a binge right now. It's uh, uh, six years. Of doing what? Just eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, you're married, and I go, hey, Bert can't be. He's not putting someone through that, is he? Oh, yeah. He's married? Yep. Oh, my God. Get yeah. on the phone. <laughs> we have to find out yeah. that just, oh, whatever. No, I love Bert. She's a saint. She really oh, is. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to be. I mean, he tapes his toenails to the bottom of the coffee table in the living room, you know. What? Oh, like yeah. It's got to be a whole thing. It's a lot. Him. It's yeah. a lot, man. I wish he was here just so I could make fun of him because he's a good laugher but he's a great laugher and he's like uh and we you know i would encourage you because he'll definitely watch this to make fun of him as much as you can. Oh, okay i think he seems okay because i watched one of yours on uh the youtube <laughs> yeah the youtube is very it's it's, it's very modern <laughs> and uh it's um it definitely needs to be filmed it jumps off the screen <laughs> no because i'm only saying that to bust your balls because i am doing a podcast now and it's 
It's a little harder than I thought. And I actually, I don't film it and I want to. It's the fly trap, the new one with you. and Yes. It's <laughs> fucking asshole. I'm the guest and you will be nice to me and then I will be mean to you. That's how it works. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, um, I, I've done fly swatter with you and fly Dana. Fly on the wall. Oh, fly on the wall. Even Dana goes, that's pretty funny. I don't get it. I go, what? Well, it's not really <laughs> funny. It's just someone told me once when we were doing one, one of the sound guys, one of these like these idiots in the back. Yeah. Uh, these DeVry guys, they go, uh, hey, um, it was fun to hear you guys talk. It was like being a fly on the wall. And I go, oh, that, that might be an interesting way to say it because we could have a goofy title. Like we had a million titles are hard to come up with. And then I go, fly on the wall just seems like, all right, you're in on this dopey conversation of comedians. And uh, so that's kind of what stuck. But we don't film it, which I I don't love. Because I think me and Dana are, are like, he does a lot of impressions and uh, just sort of animated. And the guests... I like seeing a guest like I watched when I watch YouTube. I just like watching it. Even if there's not that much going on, it's just fun to watch. I don't yeah. know why I like, I, dude. So we did, when we started doing podcasts, it was, I started in 2010 and it was yeah, you audio, audio, audio only. Yeah. Right. Then the idea of video, I was like, that just seemed silly. It was actually dopey McJewface. These who, uh, who, <laughs> um, That's my screen name <laughs> and my password. Good. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he was actually the one who encouraged me to do it and he put up clips and now dude you have to have video i know but you know what i, I it might turn to that you know i are dana and i um our old friends you know dana carvey from the old snl i'm pretty sure you do he's yes legendary dude and of course. <laughs> i started with dana uh you know when he was already on and he was just a really good version of me that was the hardest part it's like <laughs> you're like it was like yeah. i was sort of brought in I, yeah. I, apparently to light a fire you guys have like a similar yeah, yeah. i'm like a less energy <laughs> less yeah. talented and and he was perfect for snl because you know growing up snl wasn't even in my dream no you know it wasn't on my vision did you did, were you like usually i think most people especially who get into comedy but maybe like everybody has a, a class like you know one that they mm. were like this is the one that i yeah that, that i've of comics you mean you watch well it's like like when snl has been on for like oh i see 130 yeah. years when you're saying that and, yeah and your so era like, your era yeah so like you are the one that i was it like uh obsessed with. yeah thank you i think that would fall right around there right yeah because uh, i think um it, and the class was nuts because it was you farley spade rock yeah Neil, like it was insane to me so I've seen, you know, I get it now, like when, uh, that I'm older, that people, like kind like of like SNL. Yeah. Well, that they're they like, that they pick up, like they're like, well, for me, it's it's from sure. 2012 to 2016 or something. It's sort of what I would guess is when you were, maybe in high school or college, and you were talking about it with your buddies. You had a common denominator. You'd stay home and you'd watch it, and you really were into it. And then once you have stuff to do, or you get a little older, or you don't talk about it with the same people, you just sort of fade out of it, and you catch it here and there, but. Mm -hmm. You you really related because it was around the same age group as the cast members maybe and and then when Dana, Dennis Miller, Lovitz, all these guys that were great, Phil Hartman, they were leaving. We came in, and it was kind of good because now and then it's like they pepper in one a year, and there's not really a cast cast, you mm -hmm. know, like this chunk. Right. Uh, you could say Kristen Wiig. You can say Kate McKinnon yeah. is on right now. There's obvious standouts and people that are always still really good on the show. Um. But we sort of lucked into, you know, I didn't know. I wasn't a writer per se, I was a stand-up, you mm -hmm. know. 
and you probably maybe were the same way where you're thrust into saying I'm on SNL now, which I never thought. And I don't write sketches and nobody gives a fuck. So yeah. here's a legal pad yeah. and a brown desk. Not this shitty, but it was like, um, really no. <laughs> Why do I do this to you? You're the nicest. Dude, dude I, I you love don't it. Care. You don't care. Dude, I don't and care. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of what's expected. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I don't know why I can't help it. No, dude, um, I, I love it. And so it helps that you have that like Larry Ellison facial hair. It looks fucking. What is this shit? God damn it. It looks old. No. I, let me tell it you. It looks like Iron Man. All kidding aside, and there's a mirror, which is a fucking mistake. Um, and you have a fucking amazing head of hair, you son of a. No, bitch. this this hair right this second looks good because I have a. Because it was forty thousand dollars. Yeah, hundred and <laughs> hundred and forty. <laughs> now my biggest mistake was making it the Tommy Boy joke where it blows back, and then from then on, everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on?" But that, by the way, just a side note. In that m movie, I think you saw for sure. I saw that movie. N not not kidding. Maybe a hundred and fifty times. Oh God, that's so. Nice. I, I love that man. I listen. I so that movie. A lot of people take seven years to graduate college. That's a good one. See, I had a couple lines too. Obviously, this is Farley's movie, and I make no qualms about it. I was so lucky. No, dude, you had the, that. You the, the best that's a good, line. That after. was a good one. That was a great is one. That, yeah, they're, they're called doctors. doctors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, and then there was a scene where we walked by this big fan. That was a 23-hour shoot that night. Really? BTS. Wait, how, can I do this? Because How old were you when you shot that? I was probably, that was like my third year of SNL. I was probably 28, maybe. Oh, my God. Such a little fucking punk-ass bitch. Did you, and I still am. Were, were, did you think that like you had won the lottery? Like this, this is unbelievable? No, I didn't quite get how lucky I was. Really? I was luckily on SNL. And I mean it like, I don't mean like you're really lucky. I just no. mean like that... You're that age and you're on SNL. Oh, doing over movies, time, like, it really sinks in of like, how fucking lucky were we because I got SNL and I was a stand-up. I was a middle. And to get SNL is a middle. So is Schneider. And did you do it? Um, did you, like, there's all these, the, the famous tryouts. Wait, like we you, mean, we mean uh, middle act auditions. for the audience. The yeah. middle act is like not a headliner. I had about right. 30 minutes of material. He was a, I was like, right. So, a Bert. Right. So, a middle that headlines. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> and no, I, uh, I yes, it was uh, a tough tryout. It was, uh, you know, Schneider was a buddy, um, and I lived with Kevin Neal, who you mentioned before we got in here. I love Kevin Neal. Kevin Neal, his dry, funny act, He's and I would so see him at the improv, and I was like watching. Luckily, I was probably twenty when I walked in the improv and got in when I was twenty and started doing you know hosting and shit. Not really anything. Just do. Bud would go do five up front and then you know just stay here till fucking 2 a.m and interest God people damn. so it's a tough job but i was like fuck yeah i get to do it so 30 bucks is 30 bucks so <laughs> i did it and then neilan riser you know the chalkboard at the improv they used to have leno seinfeld like you could see really good acts and uh neilan i always thought was great he had some fucking funny dry jokes and it was sort of a different style that i like you know that i kind mm. of He's so research funny. papered into my own life uh -huh. and uh, my own act. And um, Dana, a little bit, but he's a San Fran guy. So Neilan, out of the blue one night goes, uh, I was saying, ah, I was living with John Mulroney or something, this comic. And he, I go, I got kicked out. And he goes, uh, oh shit, you know, I'm actually got SNL now. You know, do you want to rent my room? I live in a house with Bob Dubeck, this other comedian, and Dana Carvey, who lives above the garage. And I said, oh yeah, sure. So I rented his, and when he'd come back, on breaks he'd sleep on the couch nicely he didn't kick me out he would stay there 
And then I met Dana, and Dana would tell us war stories about SNL. And then eventually down the line, still never crossed my mind to be on. I'm not an impressionist. I'm not like a high energy sketch player, or whatever. And then uh, they just saw me on the HBO Young Comedian special. Did you ever see that? I used to watch all those. Those yeah. are cool, right? Yeah. That was like the only game in town. So yeah. if you got that, those were the shit. And then you yeah. have sometimes like, there'd be the ones that really the sets would like kill, and you're like, oh my yeah. god, I get like obsessed with them. Yeah. And sometimes you go, I could do this. Like some yeah. someone would hit an off night, and you go, they're not that great, but. And that's for sure is one taping, right? Back then? No, it was two. They let you type two shows? Two sets, yeah. Wow, I didn't expect that. And when I did mine, I missed it three years in a row. And they would have like Richard Belzer. I'm like, what if we had just young comedians on the young comedian special? <laughs> you know, I would miss out and I go, oh, you know, Jeff Altman got it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I was probably 22, 23, and I kept missing it. And it goes a whole year, and then the improv, they're going to look again. And I only got it because Brad Gray was my manager and Mark Gervitz, and they were producing it finally. Uh, Fucking right. nepotism, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's... Dennis Miller was a host who I love, was my favorite comedian, but he also liked me and had me open for him. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, a lot of people's favorite comedy. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know that now. Back that, then, yeah. Yeah. That he was fucking Dennis unreal. Killer, yeah. I opened for one of his maybe off white special or one of those specials. Anyway, so he helped. And they had to pick five people and they, and I was sixth. And I was like, God damn, I'm not on. And then Dennis and Brad and Gervitz said, just give Spade, split them up a little bit and get Spade, do six. And that's how I got on. And it was a what? fucking miracle because I wouldn't have got on. And so. And so wait, they watched that set? They, no, they came to the improv and they knew of me because I'd done it, you know, three times and I missed the cut, but I kept getting closer, like the Hall of Fame or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got more votes. And then that year they go, you just missed it. They picked five, mm -hmm. but you were six. And I'm like, fuck. And so then they go, because they produced it and Dennis was on it. Dennis is like, give Spudley a fucking break. Cut a minute off everyone. Give him fucking six minutes. So they did. Wow. So we went out and did it. And then I had two good sets. So they put it on. We all got about the same amount, I guess. David Bowie in the audience of all. Really? Crazy things, yeah. I think he knew Dennis. Did you have a good set? Had a good set. It's and always then, nice when someone oh, like that's in the audience and you have a good set. And then he's like, comedy fan, nice. Uh, yeah. And I kept seeing him. Yeah. He knew Bobcat. I had, I had a Matt Damon once. Oh, like, like a like a guy. And I didn't know he was guy there. Like you. Yeah, you know what I mean? He was like, he was like, he goes, "Thank you." And I go, "Thank you <laughs> for, your like, for what you just did." I was like, "Well, that was a weird way to say good set." Uh, but like, I've also had they're and like, you, "Oh, you here's, know, here's PT Anderson," and I just fucking bombed. Oh yeah. So hard in front of him. And then he goes, "I'm angry at you." Yeah, I'm not thanking you. I'm not thanking you. By the way, he lives out here. Who does? PT. He lives here? He and Maya live pretty close to right here. Really? In this mystery location. Yeah, okay. Well, give him a call, man. Tell him, tell yeah. him to come over. They could. He's a fucking stud. And Maya's hilarious. Um, Maya and I think overlapped. Or she was there when I hosted. Anyway, we're jumping around. But I, I auditioned with Schneider. They saw the young comedians. And so that gave me a little heat. Mm -hmm. It's all heat in this biz, folks. Yeah. You got to have a little fucking nudge. By the way, HBO specials were big back then because it was only network and HBO pretty much. HBO was the mountaintop. Maybe the E channel, close. maybe MTV, but it, but for specials. Yeah. And this was, you know, they had the Rodney Dangerfields, which was better. Yeah, yeah. But those were like one hour specials. There was four a year. Oh, and when I got my early one hour special, it was probably, it took till after SNL because <laughs> I had to get an hour together. I didn't have That's it. a great special. 
And then I get to thank you. And then I got that probably during Just Shoot Me, the next show I did. And and then that was so fun because a lot of people saw it because of what we're saying is like, it was the only game in town. Like you watch a special, the one HBO where Eddie Murphy had one and Billy Chris and all those people. So you got eyeballs because nothing else going on. Now, you know, it's jury duty. But, but, but a lot of people are doing specials and a lot of people are doing them online. A lot of people are doing different ways. My last one was on Comedy Central. I took that whole time. I didn't do one because mm-hmm. I want to try to do it right. And you know, it wasn't. And plus, there was no huge demand. They weren't calling me to do it all the time. So when I went out with one, Netflix was just starting to do them. Yeah, and they didn't call back immediately. Mm-hmm. And Comedy Central did, and I said, "Just take that one. They wanted yeah. more." And what? Honestly, it wasn't that much money. It was just like I just want to do one. Yeah, but it has commercials, and they only air it once in full at midnight. Yeah. So now I'm doing a Netflix special. I'm like, I just want to do that fucking set again because no one really saw it. You know, I yeah. fucking, it drives yeah. you bananas. Everyone goes, now that's in the garbage. I go, I'm not really from the school of throwing a whole set in the garbage. When do you shoot the new, the new one? I don't know when this airs, but today is 2018. So right. I will be doing it in 2022. <laughs> and I think it airs, it airs uh, in probably April. So oh, you already shot it though? No, I'm doing it in two weeks. Oh, you are? Yeah. Where and at? I, and I haven't done it. I'm in Minneapolis. And you've you been, been touring? There? Minneapolis is the best comedy. I've city. heard it's good. It was in Austin. Ooh. Is that where you live? Mm-hmm. It was in Austin. Ba ba ba. Austin, that's where I'm ba, 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 from. <laughs> well, moved. <laughs> I'm going to Austin this Friday, dude. Are you? You can take this out. This will be gone. But yeah, I will have already. I just Are went you to working Austin. there? Yeah. yeah. Where are you I'm playing? doing uh, the Paramount? Paramount Junior. Paramount so Junior? Next little, door, yeah. Yeah. Actually, there is a little, there is a little theater next door. <laughs> no, it's uh, Paramount. I played it once during the Moon Valley special. Yeah, yeah. That thing. And mm-hmm. uh, it was great. So I'm going back there. That was the special. And with all the hijinks of masks and mandates, uh, Austin said no. Ah. Yeah. All right, let's have dinner. I'll take you to dinner. Oh, I'll be out there. Will you be there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. That'd be fun. Uh, and then uh, I... Uh, and then I do that. And then I go to Omaha a week later and then Minneapolis. But I never feel like I'm fucking ready. How are you like this? Dude, it's it's always kind of terrifying. And you and it, by the way, my last one for Comedy Central, we we go, you know, we're scouting locations. And I go, oh, we did it at a theater here. But it was like Music Box Theater, which was Henry Fonda or something theater. By the 101, kind of a scuzzy area. And I'm like, uh. I mean, it wasn't like set up with theater seats. It was blank where they just cram people in like the food fighters are doing a surprise show yeah so it's holds about you know 800 but they jam it on like uh just they put chairs in mm-hmm. and the stage the only problem was the stage is about four feet up for these yeah. bands this is too high it's too like high here. yeah and they're putting a chair right here to watch me and i go i don't mind this place it's kind of cool a little balcony but i want the stage lower so i'm like more yeah. relatable and they go hey we do anything you want you point to it we do it i go okay so I come that day, I go, hey, the stage is still five feet high. They go, yeah, it didn't move. I go, you, the one fucking thing I asked, no one mentions it. Yeah. No one says, yeah. hey, remember the one thing everything was fucking riding on? Yeah. Well, so I'm up did. there going, hey, guys. And then it's the crowd's weird, staring at me yeah. straight up. They're looking up your nose and shit. And it wasn't a comedy club and it wasn't a theater. It was sort of a fucking El Camino. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't a truck. It wasn't a car. Do you know the, well, the name of the place the you're doing in Minneapolis? I think it's a good theater. It's like a- They have great- They have, uh, they have More? Like, no. No, they have a state theater. Oh, that was Seattle. They uh, have a Orpheum. It's on my website if one of these 
clowns okay. wants to fucking stop well, gold bricking. take him 15 minutes, but yeah. Click. Oh, the Pantages. That's where you're doing it. Is that something? That's great, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, but you know, we didn't even say I'm doing my special there. Should we say that? I don't know. We can take it out. No, we don't say it when I'm there. Like, we don't oh. say, hey, we're doing a special screen, you know, whatever. Oh, you're, you're not saying that you're taping? Yeah, I don't know why. why. Should I? I don't know. Yeah, that always helps. People I think it would help, right? Because people go, ooh, I want to be part of that, right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll do my fucking shit show there. Yeah. It's pretty that? funny, though. I did Seattle the other night at uh, the Moore Theater. That's what I was thinking of. Fantastic. Old theater, great, yeah. good crowd. I was scared because there's riots there 24 hours a day. Uh-huh. All time in the whole city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think when I go there. Yeah. And then I go, where's the riots? And they go, oh, they're over there. What is that? Third Street? That is like chaotic. And it's just terrifying. People spray paint like, fuck you on the building. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> oh, don't shit. mind that. I go. Yeah. And then Portland, too. They go. I walk out of my hotel and I go, I wouldn't walk left. I go, God damn it. Is this it? Everything's bored up. Apple store has fucking barbed wire on it. Oh, I go, yeah. That's fucking How many crazy. people need a nano? <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And I'm Elna Baker. And we have a new podcast. It's called Pretty Sure I Can Fly. Yep. We've teamed up with my friends and barmates from Smartless to create a podcast where we talk to folks who have more balls in a bowling alley. People who accomplish something extraordinary despite people telling them that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. You'll hear stories about the Air Force doctor who buckled into a 600 mile per hour rocket sled and became the fastest man on the planet. And a man who wrestles alligators and sharks for fun. Do not do this. <laughs> You'll hear about a foul mouth moonshiner. Got a two inch dick and a six inch tongue and knows how to use both of them. <laughs> and an even more foul mouth female stunt pilot. We got bull riders, balloonists, bobsledders, and big wave surfers. People who lay their balls on an anvil and hand the other fellow the hammer. Okay. I bet you've actually done that, Johnny. Maybe for sweeps. Follow Pretty Sure I Can Fly on the Wondery app. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Pretty Sure I Can Fly early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer a peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. The thing about buying jewelry is you really don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're looking at often. And the great thing about working with Blue Nile is you have somebody who's a true expert that can help guide you along the way so you don't feel lost, so you know what these diamond grades are, you know you're getting real value. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you don't, they offer 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Wait, so I want to go back to, <laughs> please please tell me, because I always imagine this has to be one of the most amazing moments, or maybe looking back on it, when you get a call that you got yeah. to know. So that was, uh, they fly us out to Catch Rising Star, which was an old cool club. I don't even know if it's still there. Catch? You've in, heard of Catch. Yeah, in New York. Is it still there? I don't know. I think so. Cool club. Um, I knew Sandler a little bit from the Valley. We were doing stand-up. I knew Judd, Apatow, 
Drake say there was a good buddy. I don't know if you ever saw his stuff. He I saw, passed uh, away. He's great. Yeah, one of my, he was on the special. One of my well, yeah, and one of my friends would like knew him and uh, yeah. showed me all this tape of him. Oh, time. him, and it was like dark, but yeah. like fighting jokes, it's fucking really great funny. jokes. And he wrote for television, I think too. Yeah, or? he wrote that um, cartoon I did called Sammy about my deadbeat dad a long time ago, which was too too rough for network TV. Yeah. Uh, but Drake was great. So Drake was on, no, it was just me, Rob. We got a call to go to New York after a showcase and Tom Kenny, poor Tom Kenny. I always tell this story. He's a great comic. He's a San Francisco guy killed, uh, landed on his feet hard with fucking SpongeBob. So he's fine. Oh yeah. He does the voice of SpongeBob. Oh yeah. That worked out. So he worked out, but you know, Dennis Miller, right before I walked up, he goes, Spade, cause you know how terrifying you're going to catch. It's not full anyway. Yeah. This yeah. way 15 people there. And then here comes a contingent of 20 yeah. Lauren Dennis Miller some writers some uh you know random SNL people talent I'm just fucking shitting and I'm like Schneider come on we got to do 20 so I go up I'm first I do 12 and I get off because I'm not doing good mm -hmm. sickening like you just yeah. go uh oh, it's yeah. like my, my my special I did for Comedy Central the first minute I was getting to this sorry I'm jumping around but I was getting into because it, it wasn't really a club and the gross feeling of doing your, you can read a crowd so fast. There's no buzz when I'm walking out. There's no chat. There's no like yeah. fun. There's no music. I walk out and the first joke does okay. And I'm like, this is going to be a hard set. Yeah. God damn it. Because you know on the road, you're like, yeah. ah, tough crowd, tough shit. You know, I'm getting paid to do this. I'll plow through. I might be able to get them toward the end and wear them down. And this was like, you are shitting me. My special is a that, tough crowd? Uh, yeah, I know. These are my fucking fans? Jesus was, Christ. Uh, so the first special I did was a papered room right oh so, you papered it okay i mean like i couldn't sell the tickets mm -hmm. it was in minneapolis actually and it was a a small theater where they usually do like ballet and like so, <laughs> yeah. so when i <clears throat> i had been i'd done all your ballet fans 150 or 200 shows leading up to it but not as a ticket seller and i fucking was but i was in comedy clubs yeah and like the sets would go well the worst set of those 200 shows was the taping. the taping. Yeah, God sure. damn. And it's so, you want to say I'm better. And people go, it was good. And you're like, yeah. if you would compare it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't know, like first show, second show, you go, the first yeah. one was better. But combining the two, you can usually get a decent set. And if you have to pepper it with laughs, it's so gross. Oh, yeah. I, I go, you guys, I'm going to look away while you do this. <laughs> I'm going to walk out front. Give me the look. And then they look and they would put in like, Wah! and I go, you're kidding me. That joke has never done that good. It's so embarrassing. And the people watching were like, what the fuck, dude? It's like the Arsenio crowd. Like, Wah! Throwing bodies in the air. So here I am at SNL rebombing. It's sort of a pattern. I'm just kicking myself upstairs. I just yeah. keep getting hired. So I... Uh, back then it was okay to be white and I was yeah. like this is great news <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, Schneider we he I did 12 didn't you know and then didn't do well got off but I tell you right before I walked on Dennis I go hey man this is scary he goes hey man he's always so cool he goes, by the way you don't want to kill too hard throws a red flag and I'm like okay I'm going on in three minutes. Don't do good or do good. Spudley, <laughs> it's just, you don't want to be a polished fucking road hack. And I get it now. Like they were just looking at my writing of my jokes. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to kill, but the truth is they just liked sort of 
the wording and you know yeah. the stuff that you would look at now sure you know when you see a, like someone like tom if you're watching if, if we go in the back of the comedy store and you watch you can tell if someone's good in two jokes it's like name that tune you go that first one you go oh and then you go let's see if it's a fluke yeah, yeah. then they do a second sure. one you go okay there's some game yeah and even if they don't work which they sometimes don't right you go that's good yeah Shit, that's good and that's just takes years of watching and doing it and and you can see somebody just destroy and you can be like horrible yeah by the way i saw sebastian i'm not putting on the end of the destroy is bad i'm saying i was at the store and i was just walking out and he came on and i never seen him so i just stopped like you do all the time and yeah. just go oh i haven't seen this guy and i was i stayed i kept going i start laughing going Are, am i have i never seen this fucking guy yeah and I was killing and just doing his regular shit but i was going this guy's great then i went to see him another night i go oh he's on i gotta go in there and watch him so that happens you know you yeah. see someone so they watched us they thought rob and i wrote well and tom kenny did 20 and he did great mm -hmm. and i think we got that call we were staying at the omni berkshire where they put you up but i think we got it at catch because i think we we're at a pay phone and then they called and said hey uh schneider was on the phone and he said we got it and he hung up so I didn't get on the phone. What? I'm, re I'm like, remembering. Dave, he'll yeah, be it was Bernie Brillstein and Brad Gray and Gervis. They were our <laughs> managers and they go. I, mean, I think I'd be like, can I get my call too? I know. <laughs> I go, what's going on? He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you don't say, you don't say. Who was it? They didn't say. <laughs> so he goes, looks like we got it. It's great. We're writer performers. I go, oh no. What does that mean? He goes, that's what Chevy Chase was. I go, fuck, I don't want to be a writer. I want to yeah. just be the... John Bonet on there, yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> ah, my Yankee doodle. You know, I go, I have charisma like her. And so I said, she wasn't a writer as far as I remember. I've never read that. No, she wasn't. You know that. You're confirming. She wasn't a writer. She definitely wasn't. So <laughs> she just did stuff that was good. But, you know, so I said, what am I writing? And they go, there's four more shows this year. They want us to come watch one and then start fucking already shitting i go what the fuck am i gonna do right God. and that's why i went in and uh and schneider and i were buddies you know we went in there and did you gotta have a buddy i'm, I'm assuming how much that helps when terrifying you start. but that'd be the worst but you go in and they go and jim downey who's a legendary great mm -hmm. writer not just because he has a his rep is good because it's real like i saw it every day he's very good and you just learn a lot and he goes in and they give you a notepad yellow legal pad there's no computers mm -hmm. And you just get a wood desk and you go, why don't you guys share this office? And then that's it. And they go, there's a writing meeting at one. And uh, we came in at one the next day and um, no one comes in till five. <laughs> Look like fucking assholes, like pledges. And then they have the Monday meeting and they go, the host, I think that first week was maybe Corbin Burnson or, uh, yeah, I think my first four before the summer, Corbin Burnson, it's a good warm up. Alec Baldwin. He won an Emmy for that one. So that was a great one to get. This is before he was shooting everyone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> everyone. Yeah. So horrible. I know. It's unfortunate. He's killed a lot of people. He's. Him, Garth Brooks, a lot. Garth Brooks has? I think so. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. Um, uh, uh, I can't even. I'm just spinning that I even said that. Okay. So <laughs> Alec Baldwin was fucking great he, by the way on the when you say he's great 
is that one of those things when you look back where you could tell like that first meeting you're like this that is he gonna would be good. shoot someone no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no i'm kidding yes now i could tell that first meeting that he was he had a star quality that you 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 hear about and i was like god damn black hair greased back blue eyes black turn like he just did hunt for Red october this is the trick too they just screened it for us we come from the screening into the meeting and I'm like, that's a fucking guy from my memory. <laughs> yeah. And he's a badass. He's like, listen, here's, we gotta, we're going to nuke this shit out of him. <laughs> and he's so cool. Yeah. And he's in there, just relaxed movie star. And he's not really an old school movie star. He's very new. Yeah. But he's very cool and confident. Nice to every writer. Um, loved the write. Went in every room. You know, the host walks out. You pitch him your fake ideas because no one's really ready. And then he goes around with the writers. He goes to dinner. Actually, Monday, he just leaves. And then... You can write if you want. No one does for some reason. And then Tuesday you come in and you're just stressed all the way till Wednesday at read through. You write all the way through. And you also don't have a computer, so I'd write until four in the morning. Then I, I didn't finish. I go home, sleep two hours, write a little more, and then drive back in a cab, hand it into the Mad Men girls that type it in the computer and put it in script format, and then drive home and sleep for an hour and then drive back. You couldn't email anything God in. damn. Yeah, it's fucking work. Hear that, kids? No really? work is. <laughs> Do you get it? You don't get it. Uh, they would be like, it's stressful. So they yeah. go, oh, we'll change the whole system. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was stressful. <laughs> you know what was stressful? Every fucking job I had in my life. I like kids go, I hate my job. I see on TikTok, they're like, we're quitting. Do you hate your job? Is your boss mean? Yeah. I got bad news. Every boss is Bosses shitty. are mean. And they, they, and they don't ask me about my day. What's happening? I don't know. You think Lauren was like, David, come here, sit on my knee. <laughs> You seem stressed because you haven't been on 15 shows in a row. He doesn't give a fuck. He goes, you're weak. Leave. <laughs> it's just the way it was. And it's, yeah. I feel like it should be that way a little bit. Yeah. Wait, wait. Who also, who was the worst that you feel comfortable saying? Like as um, a guest? Host? Yes, host. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you first, those first four, Alec. And then I think the third one was Dice. Oh. Who, God, I think it was famous? that early. Dice was so famous. He was selling out the garden, which never happened that was the i mean guys thing. like you sell out the garden no i don't no you don't no you just did four shows of the fucking rhyme is that a lie no is that to make lie. me feel bad no because i felt bad no in seattle though i did the rhyming and i told him i go i did the rhyming and it went pretty good but you were at you were in seattle at the moor yeah i was at the paramount which is the bigger theater and i did five there i wanted to do more at the moor you fucking asshole i don't like to work that hard tom no, I don't either. God damn. <laughs> Works hard. I, didn't, I just didn't know you were allowed to do five. Yeah, but they just don't let you sometimes. No, they told me we sold out at the very last minute. So that's good. So anyway, it's not even about selling out. or doing. It isn't. I hope it's not. <laughs> no, I'm more of a novelty. Um, so I got on the fucking house. Anyway, the hosts were always, the best hosts were the ones just up for anything. Just Alec again, yeah. uh, Tom Hanks. There's a bunch that just said, hey, let's do it. And um, it's fun because, you know, this Dana Carvey podcast we threw together is to be on it. This is our criterion. Oh, yeah. I'm a fly. It's, a it's David Spade and Dana Carvey. You should see it. Or just listen to it. There's no video yet, but it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's actually, you have to crank it like this. <laughs> Put the horn up. 
No, they say those are good though to just to listen. I guess yeah. I don't even know. They're great. You're the podcast world. I don't know. I just know I want to do. I'm one glad for you're years. doing it. And Dana and I would have dinner, and I go, "He's so fun to talk to, and he doesn't do much. It's kind of fun." And then we know so many SNL people from writers, so we said, "Let's just kind of have an SNL slant. It doesn't have to be for sure, but if you're a writer, a music act, a host, or or a uh, Performer. cast member, yeah, yeah. and that's most of the town." Yeah. Because everyone's done something or audition. So they come over to the house and you guys. They just... don't. I just do it like this on my Zoom at my house. We're all so old. It's unbelievable. Like the way we all don't know how to do it. And then Dana does Zoom in his house, you know, until COVID's over. It's, you know what? COVID, there's some downside to it. And I didn't think that the first year. No. No, no one did. And now I'm like, have you had it? Uh, I just got the new Dodge Omnicron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ba 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 bits ba bits <laughs> bits bits Chiron. <laughs> you have been subjected to bits. Ah <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, I have had COVID, and uh, because I'm so fucking HR tough and stuff, I didn't get I didn't go down for the count. But I did do it, and I had to do a fucking test to do something on Kimmel, and I'd done fifty on my show. I mean, I just do it all the time. So they go, you have to get a fucking swab. Before you go to Tahoe. So I do it, go to the plane, go go there, and then you get it. I'm like, yeah. It's just so tough. It sucks, dude. I know the crowd. Wait, you know, wait. I was going to tell the crowd during the show, and then I spaced. Anyway, we all got it, literally every person. And it's a lesson to them. It's their fault. It's their fault. In a weird way. Yeah. Why? There was someone, <laughs> forget it. But anyway, that's not why we're here. We're going to make fun of Bert. I thought that was the whole. I was kind of hoping you'd do it more. I know. Well, I did see the YouTube and I was, I have to say, when he took a sip of coffee, it was like a car chase for that YouTube. It was like, oh, he's like, hey, Bert. Hey, Tom. Did you drive here today? Yeah. Yeah, actually, my wife uh, drove me out. Took a sip. I'm like, okay, something's happening. Here Let's we go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're into it. But you had a guy do Morgan Freeman. He was good. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. I love impressions. God. We got to give him a shout out again. I'm though. the biggest fucking fool. I love impressions. Dana does them every episode. Just starts doing them. We had, uh, we had Josh some good Robert people. Thompson. Sorry. Is that his name? That's his name. Yes. Yeah, I always forget. He was good. good. And, and then, it, then he stopped being on and it was bad again. Just trying to recall my head. It was bad, bad, bad. He came on. Then he went off, and then <laughs> fucking these two dial tones. <laughs> I can't even say it with straight face. Uh, no, it's good because um, I like that you're not trying, and mm. that's that's a that's an angle. It is I've an done angle. that. Yeah, I've I've sort well, of had, the, you I'm the king of it. You're yeah. the king of that. You're like you two aren't trying, and then it pays off. It's it's literally the if a kid goes, you know what, I'm just gonna walk down the street and see if I find a million dollars. And then <laughs> and then they do. And that's what you guys did. <laughs> you go, holy shit, I, we got a million dollars. It worked, man. Fuck. It doesn't always. Oh yeah. That's true. It's called DraftKings. Yeah. So listen, no, you guys are always funny. And um you were gonna be on Lights Out in the old days. Yes. We had your lovely wife, yep. very funny, and we had Bird who was always energetic and fun and, but it was uh, always a, a scheduling thing I, I know I, I wanted to do it. I took no offense I just said uh, all these comedians that we like we'd love to come on and if it works it works and uh I think you 
Probably would have come on you, but I would have had fun. I definitely, I definitely would have. It's actually a hard show to do for me. Uh, every really? Every day, yeah. Talk about hard. Fuck, you get up, you go in, you grind, you know, it's emails all the way in, like, here's a subject, here's a subject, get in an hour-long meeting, blah, blah, blah. just right. so it looks easy. Is your beer fridge feeling a little empty? DoorDash is your door to beer without the run. Whatever drink you're in the mood for, they've got you. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code BEARS24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. I mean, there's like sometimes you just don't want to leave. That's me. Once we're at a spot and we're hanging out, I just don't want to leave. And now you don't have to. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25%, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code BEARS24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just remembered something. Didn't mm. you? Was your sketch also um, bye bye? Bye bye. I fucking love that. Fucking sketch. spadoodle. Yeah, yeah, Fred Wolf and I wrote that. Uh, the best thing about that too is that I was at the age where we would just get because I said you were like my era, mm -hmm. so you get to school on Monday. And it's just like it's oh, and you. everyone says bye bye. Well, it's like you and the it's like you and your crew. It's like we're we're funny, so we were. Oh yeah, we're, yeah, so we yeah. We would just basically redo sure. the bits. You know, I did that in, in uh, yeah. high school too. Yeah, and it was just, uh, but yeah, bye bye was a bye bye was yeah. a fucking scam because and then it was like bye bye all the different ways. Uh, bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and and then people would do it after that, and I I swear to God, so SNL back then was, you know, you didn't. I wish I had Monday on my Yahoo News. They showed. This SNL sketch was so funny this week, and it stays alive that way. You yes, like, if you yes. don't watch it, you go, well, "That's pretty funny." Yeah, and that's how I see any of them now. Yeah, just, just exactly. That, yeah. You're not really probably up that late watching, and maybe not. And uh, but you get to see them, and you sort of get to feel what's going on in the show, and uh, and it's always the best sketch. So you go, "Oh, this is good." And so when we did it, if you missed SNL, you had to wait six months for a rerun. Yeah, and so you had to watch it or VCR it, and then, and so that was it. And so if you, but like watching Motivational Speaker or, or watching Chippendales or watching any great sketch, you're just in the side with an Amstel light and you go, fuck, that was a good one. Mm -hmm. Or Sandler doing Crazy Spoonhead or something. You're like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. You just go, that's a killer. Saw it at Read Through It Killed. Saw it at Rehearsal Killed. Yeah, yeah. And as advertised, it fucking crushes again. And then you just go about your business and you just don't know because there's no internet, there's right. no Instagram, there's no feedback. It's totally different. And then you go... I hope that one worked and then it takes time and it works you know people like what they like but bye bye was one where we did it with helen hunt and it was sort of like once you got the joke and the concept of it we just writing and, and it was a good cast piece yes say here comes sandler here comes mm -hmm. far <laughs> yeah. shit on everybody as they walk out and we were all laugh during rehearsal so we all liked it and then the next day on american flying home they're like bye 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 yeah. and then literally at least 10 years 
every time I flew, someone said it. Yeah. And to this day, well, it's also a brilliant, it's a brilliant, um, it's a simple concept mm -hmm. and, uh, to, as a pitch, but you're giving us, like, there's, there's jokes where you give the audience the formula. Like, hey, you mm -hmm. go, you can do the joke too. Yeah, you know? true. So it's like, it's one of those jokes where if you, you can see do it somebody, at home, you can do it at home. And then if you see anybody, you can go, bye. So like every time you leave a flight, you hear it. Yeah, because they, and then my, my buddy's wife worked for American Jews. Now they show it in our training to say, this is our perception. We have to change it. Uh, so they show the whole sketch and then they go, we can't be like this. And then Delta did it. So now I hear all the, all the ins shit. and outs of flight attendants. They all, and believe me to this day, you go in the back, they take a picture, they give you whatever you want. I get an extra two ounce water. Every, you know, they give you whatever they can. Yeah. What do you need? Headset, you know, they're always nice. I love it. Even when I flew to that Seattle show, Bobby Miyamoto is my uh, opener and we fly together. We have a great time. And we were on the, I just go, we got to take the earliest flight because I can't miss the show. And so many are canceling. Yeah. And flight attendants, I was like, thank you for coming. You know, thank you for just showing up. Yeah. And the guy's like, I know I could have called in sick. I mean, I do have COVID. I'm not calling in sick. I go, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it's it. It's really cool. Of <laughs> See, I worked that in. Yeah. <laughs> Bits. <laughs> you have Wait, been bitted. You haven't told me though. Who was the shitty? Who was the shitty? Um, there was, you know, there's a couple go tos. I heard them say in the newer days, Paris Hilton was tough. I heard that. I heard Bieber was tough, and I like Bieber. I've seen him out. And he's very. I like Bieber too. Conscientious, like he seems. I had dinner with him one night, mostly because of Sandler, but we saw him at an award show, and he's like, "You guys want to go eat?" And uh, we're like, all right. I mean, I was like, let's go. Yeah. Fucking, I want to see Bieber and see yeah. what he's all about. Very nice kid. And uh, he's been through a lot. Come on. Yeah. That and life, you know what? Insane. Went through the thug life for a little bit, you know, the tats and the fucking craziness. But he got married. I think he was trying to like just turn into the skid and just go, fuck, be married. He's a bit of a Bible thumper, which I think is nice. He you is? Know? Yeah. I've heard that. And uh, you too, right? You're always like Lord of the Cross, like sign of the cross. I mean, like, in a way, yeah. Yeah. No, I am. I am very spiritual. Are you? People wouldn't think that, but I am. You are spiritual? I think I have to be, yeah. I can't make it through this fucking life. I keep looking at the camera. So glued to it like Cindy Brady. <laughs> Do you remember Cindy Brady froze up? No. The Brady Bunch, they put her on a show and she was like this. They go, don't let the cameras. And she's like, no problem. And the cameras, they, she goes like this. She got hypnotized and they go, you fucked it all up, Cindy. <laughs> Did you ever hear, or were you there for Seagal? I know. I keep not saying Seagal. Why? I have said Seagal, and then I felt bad. Why? Because a terrible I know person. he has no, he has no like squad backing him up. <laughs> yeah, but I know. I feel like I'm his only guy. He does have the KGB. They fucking like him. First of all, he's terrifying. Second of all, yeah. I might have been warned not to talk. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't. But. I tell the story and I said his name and then it got picked up and now it's hard to get away from. But I will say he, I thought he was cool. I've seen the movies. I mean, you know, yeah. you watched him, you loved it. Yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. Mark for death. Out He'd for always justice. have boobs in him, which is great. You know, yeah, he always like, fucked somebody up. Yeah, he fucked the like shit out of him. All what I wanted to do in life. I was always getting picked on. Yeah. And I just wanted to grab someone's hand and break it backwards casually and then, and then stab him and, yeah, and then yeah. fuck his wife or whatever. Yeah. Whatever they do. I mean, I don't want to give the whole movie away. Yeah. <laughs> but 
There was a bunch of those. And then um, there was one on a ship. What was that one? Under siege. Cake. Yeah, yeah, Under siege where he fucked all the <laughs> He just fucked all the stewardess. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. <laughs> Every movie he fucked all the whatever. Yeah. Whatever's peppered around. Yeah. Workers. And then uh, he came on, but he just goes, I don't want to do like too many corny things. And, you know, on SNL, you have to sort of roll with the punches. And everyone means well. We had the greatest writing staff looking back and performers and uh so it's not it's not like real i always imagine when someone's like i don't really no one's like snarky about it they're like oh cool like whatever well we go you know lauren it it takes lauren it takes jim downey it takes people to go in there and say you know you just have to try to trust us that no one it doesn't help us to make you look bad we that would be a one-shot deal but we wouldn't get the publicist to get the fucking stars on anymore you can't shit on your guest every time and then no one will come on so with him i think it was just the monologue was kung fu fighting and <laughs> and he had to sing it and he goes i'll talk it and we're like it's funny that you go hi yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. there was little jack chan from yeah. little china hi here comes the big boss wait let's get it on and and you're into and you're into a brand new trick it's such a by the way the song is great mm-hmm. just on a side note and so he goes i don't want to do that and we're like but Kung Fu fighting, just the idea if someone says that, you don't even know what the monologue is. You go, oh, that sounds funny. Yeah. That he's doing it. And and if you just sort of cornball it up and wear like a gi and why the fuck would I do that? And we're like, well, <laughs> it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, uh, you know, it's stupid. As you're going to look and we'll put like a fake fucking two yeah. by four and you go, chop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he goes, but I could kill everyone in this building. I'm like, well, we know, we know. But it was sort of like that where... He understood, but he just he didn't want to not be cool, and I get that. But I have to say, in I, I liked having him around that week, and I hate to say it, but it was kind of cool, yeah. dude, walking around, and uh, just a badass. And then you know, so I said he was a badass, and then I felt guilty. But there was a lot that just meant well and just didn't click. It's one take. If you have more than one take, you would do better. I've started a scene like the receptions or something. We're like, hi, welcome, and in rehearsal, I'm like, oh fuck, start over. And then you're doing the live show. You go, hey, do, hey, um, and it's going, and you're yeah. like, God damn, there's just no going back. And you don't yeah. get that first laugh, and you yeah. go, fuck, we started on the wrong foot. Just go yes. back. Because in a movie, you do it as much as you want. Sure. And if you could just get two takes, that show would be better. There's that. Uh, I love, I mean, I don't want to see it all the time, but I do love, I used to love when I watched it more, when you can see that someone's really trying not to break. Mm-hmm. And there's that one with you, and Farley and I think Sandler's sitting next to you, and he's he's doing you know like the van guy. And oh he's, yeah, he's being like so. You could tell. I'm sure in yeah. my head I'm watching. I go, he dialed this up for the yeah for the. He and does it. You are breaking. You're like yeah. There's like, one with Christine look. Applegate where I'm for sure laughing. And, yeah. But it was really, do not laugh. Right. Like get fired. Right. So you did not want to, and it made it worse because. He was doing tricks at a rehearsal and we'd seen him do motivational speaker because he would just do it around the office and it didn't get on right away. Mm-hmm. So he would go, all right. He would do it and grab you and shake you. And then he goes, I hear you're out smoking doobie. But he would do just different versions of it where yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. And so you don't know which one's coming. Yeah. And then he goes, David, I'm going to try to make you laugh. And he would like get close and just bump your head. And you, what the fuck are you doing? Like in the middle of the live show, or when he gets sideways with you, he crosses his eyes so he's yeah. like this so they can't yeah. see. Uh-huh. And you go, hey. and yeah. you go. <laughs> but 
Will Ferrell did that to me once. We were doing a uh, scene when I hosted, and he had a, a cap on, like from the army, you know, like one of those Canadian Mountie hats. Yeah. And he goes, "Are you yelling back at me, boy?" And I go, "No, sir." And he goes, "Doof!" with his hat. And I go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like hits me in the face with a hat, and I'm like, "But it sort of throws you, which is the fun." Yeah. So, but Farley was obviously just really uh, fun to see and do all that shit. So when he did on the air show, I think he was doing someone's belt, or he was just yeah. doing his stupid shit, and it it would crack us all up. And so, but we, you know, in rehearsal, Dana, I remember one time, Il Cantori, I didn't ask Dana this, but there's one Italian restaurant where they're all trying to fuck Christy Alley. Mm -hmm. They're all the way, all the waiters are so like, oh, hey, yeah. bellissima. Oh, right. And, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. guy's like, hey, fella. I think it was like yeah. Phil Hartman. And like, it goes way over yeah, the top. Yeah, they all yeah. come over and dry hump her. And yeah, start licking her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and, they, and, the, and the sensor's like, don't do this. And they're like, yeah, we'll see what happens out yeah. there. But you can only do so much. But those are fun. And, you know, we'll... We'll talk to all those people. It's fun on the podcast because you just say, hey, remember this sketch? Sure. And then there's like five minutes they remember about some. Neilan's in that sketch. Uh, oh, the, is he in El Cantor? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Uh, Neilan. We talked to Neilan on his show, uh, on his episode. I basically just repeat his old jokes to him. Dude. Because when he said the other one where he goes, uh, I, was put, I always botch them. He goes, I was putting a lobster in a pot the other day. And you know, that's a live animal. And I said to myself, this is wrong. I can't do this. This should live a free life. So you know what I did? I got my car. I went out to the woods. I let him go. Because you got to do the right thing in life. <laughs> and the crowd goes like this. You say woods? <laughs> You're supposed to put him in the fucking ocean. So uh, yeah, he has so many of those just and stupid he's, jokes. He's funny. Um, stupid. In like, in the, in like. We go on. We went on walks. It's like you go. You pass by people. He's like, "Hey, there you are." And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, "What?" And then he'll go like the next group of people go by. He goes, "Oh, they're looking for you." And they're like, "What?" And he always catches them yeah, off guard. So and it's just for you. It's just yeah. for you. He he does do. Uh, we were on a uh, on the lights out, and there was a there was all these, you know, like plants thing, and at the commercial he goes, "Are you gonna eat this salad?" And then look down, it does look like a salad. <laughs> and uh, but then he just looks away and stares off and I go, oh, that was pretty good. God damn it. I'm sitting here for a hundred shows, I never noticed that. Uh, and then the next person came out, I go, Are you gonna eat that salad? They're like, get off me. And I go, I have to do it now. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Um, were you in because I this was like it was I so idolized you guys. Were were you and Farley fast friends? Like were you was it like right away? It was away? pretty quick, yeah. yeah. It was um uh, that, that Omni Berkshire that I've been plugging that I work for now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I have to tag. <laughs> I don't even know if it's still there. It was, the old SNL said, like the Hyatt tweet tweet, they showed like a promo. Sure. In the old days, I thought it was so cool. This was the one they put us up at, me and Schneider. And I remember going, Schneider, did you have soup? He goes, yeah. I go, it's, it's fucking nine bucks for soup. He goes, so what? They're paying. I go, you know Lauren's going to see that. So I thought we'd get fired. For ordering soup? Yeah, because they put hilarious. us up and they let us, and you'd eat. We had like, I don't know how much money to spend, but all I was thinking was getting fired, everything. Yeah. So the first day I walked over, I heard they hired. So I did my four shows. We went away for the summer, got hired back. So we had to get an apartment, come back. And then they said they hired Chris Rock and Chris Farley. They had auditions over the summer. You heard, oh, they auditioned in uh, Chicago. And, you know, Rock was, I think, Brooklyn or whatever. Sandler, they have good stories about that. Chris Rock has good uh, audition stories. He said Dana Gould did better than him, so he left. 
after his audition he left he goes i didn't get it yeah uh and he got it and so i go there and then i i'm walking out and i see farley so i go you want to walk over he goes yeah so we just walked over and laughed and talked and then we got there and it was sort of we were all new in this together and he's like daddy because we knew dana carvey was going to be there and mike myers and uh and uh, all the big stars, Phil Hartman was a great performer. Oh, Neilan was there. And also, you don't realize that Conan O'Brien is a great writer. And you're going to go compete in a weird way against Greg Daniels, who did The Office. You know, these are yeah. great fucking writers. Yeah. Smigel. Um, and so there's so many good ones. And Fred Wolf and Jim Downey and so Franken. So I'm doing a, a sketch. And does everyone want it to be in? Does all the writers want mine to get in and then theirs is out? You know, it's, you forget that. Yeah. So everyone's trying to be on their great guy syndrome, but you can't really pull too hard. Right. And so it reads, if your sketch starts bombing, everyone's bomb, Everyone's glad to step out on that one. Oh, really? This one's not the one everyone loves? Oh. Okay. Oh. Because there's 44 you read. Yeah. And maybe 11, 12 get picked and probably eight make it. Right, so it's, it's got to be especially gutting though to be one if you make it to the twelve, and you're like, oh, it's sickening, right? And then it gets it doesn't make it to yeah. You're at re, you're at re, uh, rehearsal. You you set it up. You direct it. You do everything, which I also don't know how to do. What kind of table would they have in the receptionist? I go, it's just a table. I'm just thinking of the jokes. I don't know. Mm. Would it be like more of a Z gallery? Would it be all glass? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what a director does. I go, oh, yeah. I could never do this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking rack my brain with this stupid shit that when the sketch bombs, no one goes, good table. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Nail that. So, <laughs> one thing you had working for it. <laughs> Couldn't get the comedy part of it. Is that restoration hardware? Resto. So I. So anyway, I do it and uh, and then you get to dress. Dress is at 8 o'clock with a full audience. Exactly the same. They film it. Full makeup. So you're sort of doing this twice. Like doing two shows a night, which I hate. And that's why I don't do sold out shows every night. So I go, uh, I do the first rehearsal, I get off, and then you're in the, one time I had all this Yakov Smirnoff shit on, and they go in a room and decide the show, and they come out at 11 and tell you. So the show's at 11.30. So you're on the whole weekend, 11, door opens, and Dennis Miller walks out, and he goes, you can take the fake beard off, Spud. Didn't make it. I'm like, uh, I'm in all my makeup and eyebrows and fucking, like, uh, walk back to my dressing room. Now I'm not in the show at all. So I have to call everyone. I'm not in. Don't right. stay up. Don't oh, stay up. Man. And then the sickeningest is is the live show. Uh -huh. Things are fattening with laughs. And I'm walking down the hallway running and they go, Gap Girls is cut. <laughs> you just collapse on the carpet like platoon. <laughs> because the show went too long. Uh, yeah. I think Anna Gasteyer was telling us that there was one that was you know, like a five minute sketch and yeah it's going long they go we're gonna cut it and they go nope get out there and i get out there and then they go okay start and she goes hi welcome they go like this and she goes welcome to the show we don't have time she said something like it, it wasn't even a minute she just did it and uh, just had to get out wow and then they just cut and then they go Doo -doo <laughs> i mean it's good nights yeah and then i'd run up there hey stand next to tom Hanks. <laughs> stand next to whoever there's a lot of big hugs. You know, I stay in the back. I try not to be too gross about it. Like I, you feel like you when you watch that, you're like, oh, that would be like a cool experience. The the sign off thing, you know. Until like, you go to hug someone, they look the other way. Really? And everyone watches. Yeah. On camera. And they're like, 
Yeah. I just stand there back there with Adam or something. We just go act cool <laughs> because it was too embarrassing because the host will eventually make it to you or the music. Yeah. It's always better to go for the music first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little tip for you. Yeah, okay. Is, is that your checkbook? Yeah. Oh, it's a phone. Yeah. I have an old man phone. What do I get for this? This? Yeah. You get $1,500. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't make it out to me. Make it out to... um. You have a corp? <laughs> yeah. You have a... <laughs> You have a funny corp name? We can cut it. Really? Yeah. I actually need a name for my special go. You Damn know what mine's called? Uh-huh. We can cut this. But it's called. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear. Dude. All it I is. heard was, now I can't use it. <laughs> it is. In the... As I'm on my way to the trademark office. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> That's hysterical. God it's damn. Fun. Do you have one? What's it called? Yeah. No, it's not. Well, okay. You can't. It's. Uh, I have a few, but um, uh, that How one. How many do you have? And do you sell them online? Do I? Your specials. Do I sell them online? Do you sell them online or do you like a Netflix special? I've done Netflix specials. Um, I own one thing, 100%, uh, an audio thing, an album. Mm-hmm. And then I own the audio of one Netflix special that was right before they got smart and we're holy like holy oh, fuck i'm guys. like how did you worm that yeah no shit? now they're like no yeah so i can't even imagine they don't give you any that. audio anymore yeah I'm, maybe netflix will buy my conversation <laughs> actually they might <laughs> i think it's such a fucking rip i, I was might. like god damn they go we're gonna air it once at midnight i go who the fuck's watching that and then we have commercials so you have to make another edit that's 44 minutes yeah oh, because that sucks. They, so i go they don't see the whole thing once and I got to burn that material. Yeah, it sucks. Get fucked. Yeah. Um, wait, I got to ask you this too before yeah. I'm so mad. I'm going to forget things. Um, Cause I, I just imagine this has to be so scary. And that is you took a shot at Eddie Murphy famously yeah. in, Mistake, a, yeah. in a joke, but he called you. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that terrifying? Oh, it's fucking, I get diarrhea thinking about it because <laughs> I was spraying the walls all of Chris Rock. <laughs> Because I was with Chris Rock. When he called? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, Chris Rock was my ride or die buddy for years. And uh, even th- to this day, we still talk all the time. And, you know, these guys are like one of the funniest to talk to when comics aren't being funny. They just say yeah. things that are just clever and funny while yeah. they're telling something serious. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. But he, we were just, I was in the writings. The quick stories, I was, I did a joke about him. It was stupid, but you know, whatever. I thought, yeah, just, I thought it was kind of safe. I didn't know because he always did it, you know? Yeah. And I didn't give a fuck really because I was trying to get on the show. They kept saying they might fire me. So I'm like, and then when I did Hollywood Minute, Lauren goes, funny. That's all it took. Yeah. Dad liked it. Yeah. And then a week later, I would go chunks of five shows. I wouldn't even on anything. And he goes, maybe Hollywood Minute this week. I'm like, yeah, are you asking me to do something on the show that you're going to probably put on? Do it again, and then Odenkirk would help me write it. Bob Odenkirk, another fucking writer. Amazing. Another. Can you believe it? And such people like who just know him from Breaking Bad and Saul yeah. don't know like how he's like, a great writer. He's, he's a, Mr. Show. And yeah, he's yeah, unreal. Really great writer. And he's a good performer. And they, yeah. and he and Conan that were supposed to be on and they weren't. They they weren't getting on. And you're like, wow, I can't believe it. But so Odenkirk would help me with that first Hollywood minute, and then uh, did it. And then it worked and I did another one. And then I just started going, I don't give a fuck because I'm, it was kind of funny. Someone that was an unknown blonde kid from Arizona, like going, Hey, 
Look, hey, uh, Harrison Ford, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's something funny about that. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't matter. And yeah. I'm just like, but everyone with a mistake gets one misstep. You yeah. know what I mean? Then I get to make fun. But I try not to grind too hard. Just one quickie. MC Hammer is having trouble. I go, do, 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 do. It's over. <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. Downtown Julie. That, that was actually. a good one. Downtown <laughs> Julie Brown. I go, wubba, wubba, wubba. My career's in trouble, trouble, trouble. <laughs> but... And we'd all laugh. <laughs> and yeah. I never, but I never like watched the carnage and realized my career could have trouble. Yeah. You asked me like how lucky I was. Yeah. I knew I was lucky and I knew I was lucky at Tommy Boy, but Tommy was another one where you're shooting it and flying back and forth. Like right now they don't do fucking shit. Like people take months off to do movies. Right. We, we're not, we were fired. Lauren is producing Tommy Boy. We can't miss a day of work. So we fly back and forth. To Seriously? Toronto. Yeah. We went back and forth, back and forth. So we'd miss two days, come to read through, go back, come back Friday, no. Saturday leave after the show shoot sunday for to, how for months for months yeah same with black sheep black sheep was easier it was in the summer okay um but on tommy boy we knew we we thought it was hilarious but we never been in a movie you know we did coneheads together yeah but when we finished it and then it it came out number one but it wasn't like a huge hit it really made yeah. one time someone from paramount goes oh that movie made us at least a hundred million dollars on video i go are you shitting me they go it's every everyone that goes to the story just throws it in and they said it again like three years ago they go oh that's one of our top five of all time i said I, that's something you really want in your life yeah uh and so i didn't realize they're lucky because black sheep was the next summer and the next summer they were talking about doing a gap girls movie and i just go i think i want to take the summer off like <laughs> it's so hard to get a movie made gap girls was so funny that's thank you that was funny that was when i wrote that was wrote from scratch so dude i will tell you that's another go, big one that we would you know immediately copy like on monday yeah you know one of my favorite moments of writing is a most proud moment on that show is probably uh lay off me i'm starving oh yeah oh because that was the yeah. t-shirt i mean it's just like yeah to write it and it works perfectly yeah and like he says it and, during like rehearsal or he says it and you're just watching or you're at lunch and he's like <laughs> and, yeah. and you're trying to incorporate all those funny things yeah and then i go why don't you pick up my fries and, and just grab me and he goes no you'll cry i go no just but you don't have to fucking kill me yeah but he's like a monster you know yeah. he doesn't know because he's going for the best joke so he has to grab my neck and just to coordinate it all it yeah. was just hard to do and he goes <laughs> and he did it so perfectly yeah. and sometimes when he's talking fries would spit out like <laughs> it was and me and adam were just going, oh my god <laughs> and uh, that one worked and uh and you guys as girls is just so fucking funny and then man. the girls didn't like it because they're like there's not enough parts for girls yeah. And I'm like, I have a great idea. What if we play girl? <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, and the, but doing a Gap Girls movie was a quick thing because there was a Paramount deal and I already had two movies that were out and they were like, what a, what about a, and I was like, I don't fucking know. And mm -hmm. wearing the nylons and the nails and wigs and shit in the summer. I just don't know if it was that funny for that right. long. And But with Sandler and Farley, it would have been great. But, yeah. And Schneider or something. But I just, it went away quickly. It was like, nah, I don't know. And then you realize later, Who's giving you a movie when you want at your fingertips? Like crazy. That is so fucking lucky. And now still, luckily in Netflix, I got the wrong Missy. Luckily, I still do stuff and it still goes okay for me. But which I told you it's hard was. Oh, yeah. You hit me up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That, was that so shit nice. was so because here's what it was like. Trailers are rough mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. And I think comedy trailers don't to get it right. Yeah. I think you watch a trailer and you're like, all right, like, uh, like, I, a lot of times in comedies, especially big comedies, it you, doesn't sell it. It just doesn't sell it, you know. So, I I just went to watch it like 
All right. Let's, let's just see. try it. Yeah, let's just That's try it. That's kind of what people did. They go, yeah. spade and this. I don't know. Let's try it. Or rated R. And it was really funny. Really funny. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Um, from the get-go, that girl, and Lauren. What's her, what's her name? Lauren Lapkus. God damn. So good. We, I read it, and I think Sandler was like, this, is, this might be good for you. You, it's not. It's not you driving it. You know, it's you driving it. But like, even in growing up, Sandler wasn't the funniest one. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I like that Jason Bateman, like Ben Stiller, like in Meet the Parents. He's like overwhelmed. Yeah. And I go, that's a tough move to play, and I don't do it all the time. But yeah. if I can be kind of nice, and I'm just in over my head, and I said, if we have the right girl, it's all her jokes. Yeah. And then she added to them. So she was so perfect. She was an improv girl, and she would add, and we would talk. I would try to throw her stuff, but she didn't really need it. She was so good. And then Swartzen was funny and Schneider was yes. funny. And you go through it and, and every scene, I remember shooting it halfway through going, we still have to do the shadow thing. We still have the sharks. And this stuff was pretty funny. If we did the threesome, this might link together funny. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, You never fucking know. But the, the thing about that kind of movie and you playing that role is that it doesn't work if you're not playing that well. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not playing you. overwhelmed and like, oh, what's happening? Let it spin around me. If you don't and let it happen. It. Yeah, which like, is like, as a, exactly. If your reactions aren't, they, they have to be kind of more contained and mm-hmm. real because you have the over-the-top person around yeah. you. And I think comics, you know, you're like, I want to be bigger or whatever. Yeah. But it's really funny. And steal but, the scene, but I'm like, on this one, I can't do it. It's got to yeah. be her. It was sort of like Tommy Boy in the way that I had a force next to me. Like Lauren was yeah. very funny. And the more you react, it, it's half the battle. It's not funny unless you're reacting to their doing their show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do a podcast with a drunk guy every week, you know? Bert. Yeah. Oh. All, now, I do is, all I do is watch him. Now, how's the uh, search going for different hosts? <laughs> Today went really is this well. Is audition? Yeah, this is good, man. <laughs> wait, wait. You got to finish. I'm Super Joe Podcast. Gotta what fi- I got to do? You got to finish the Eddie story. Oh, Eddie. Um, you're with Chris. I want to say Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy was offended by this joke that I did on Hollywood Minute. And how long did it take? It took not long. Like the next day? Did it Saturday. Sunday we have off. Come in Monday and they go, Eddie Murphy is calling you. Eddie Murphy is calling. The Eddie Murphy, my favorite maybe of all time. Yeah. Raw, delirious. I mean, come on. The movies. You get it. And the movie, like, like, all his mistake was he did like Haunted Mansion and something else that didn't make $300 million. Yeah, yeah. And I said, now is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> Going for the kill. Yeah. Jugular. So I, I make a light joke, but it's in the middle of 10 jokes. Yes. Couldn't think fucking thing about it. No one said, I wouldn't do it. No one. Right. Eddie Murphy's on the phone for you. I go, Chris Rock's reading the paper. Eddie? I go, would that be the real? And he goes, it's about the joke. I go, it is? He goes, there's nothing else it could be. I go, God damn it. <laughs> okay. So I go, uh, uh, in a meeting, even the page was like, and then I go in the writer's room to hide, and they call in there. Eddie Murphy on the phone? I go, can't find me. And they go, okay. And they go, they say... <laughs> He knows you're not in the meeting yet because the Monday meeting's at six. Oh my God. And you're waiting around because the host is always late. And if not, he's coming down here to talk to you from Brooklyn. Rock, I'd pick it up. So I go, <laughs> God damn it. And so I go, Rock, help me. So we went in the offices and I go, I'm going to pick up this phone. You pick up that phone and listen. He goes, What am I going to do? I go, just, just be a witness. 
you can save me. You can jump in if you want. So I look over and they go, hold for Eddie. And I go, and Rock's like this going. And they go, he starts by going, you dumb motherfucker. It, it was just from the get-go. I couldn't, it really like dropped my heart. I could, it was sickening. Yeah. And I didn't, uh, I'm not saying I didn't give in. I gave, I was overly apologetic. Really? <laughs> I wasn't trying to be tough. I wasn't trying yeah, to be yeah. cool. I said, dude, if I could even get a word in, obviously one of my favorites of all time, it makes me sick. This bothered you. Won't happen again. But it was like, I'm off limits. I wouldn't have, a, you wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for me. I was, he was going off on it. I just hit a nerve. I hit a nerve. Damn. And, uh, and then I hung up. And Rock I saw like, Rock. Good job. 10 years later at this concert and he was with Eddie and he goes, you know, I can't talk to you if I'm with Eddie. I go, God, and he goes, he still hates you. And this went on, he like actively brings it up. And, and then by the time we, uh, and this is kind of an old story, but anyway, yeah. I saw him and we, we made up. You did? Yeah. And then we went to the 40th anniversary and we talked and he was uh, a stud. You know, it was just one of those things that I, I almost hate that he has to hear the story because just one little blip thing. No, I know. I, it, to me, it's just like, I think as a comedian, you look like an, over the course of your career, you, you've said, I've said so many yeah. things that, and that you don't go like, well, I, I deeply believe in this and that's why I said it. Like, you're just like throwing this out there because yeah. it might get a laugh. Yeah. And for like one of those darts yeah. to hit and to have somebody come back at you. Yeah, it was rough. And you know, before when I did my... um after Hollywood Minute when I'd go back and host, they go do it again. There was something less interesting about someone in the business with them that's friends now, Yeah. sort of have my own career and doing stuff. It seems, because I see the other side, it's tough. It's and I tough, go, yeah. I see why it hurts people. Yeah. These motherfuckers. It's, you know, start, rapping. It start rapping, okay. I said, I hear him. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be what he means. That's not what he ah, means. Okay. Uh, anyway, you were great. You you did a good audition for me. Thanks, man. Yeah. Would you do it again? This was a blast. Yeah. First of all, I know I joke. Super funny. Great guy. Nice. Thanks, man. I uh, appreciate that you do so many things and make all this money and are so successful because it's it gets people off their ass. Not everyone can do it. It's very hard what you do. You've been putting a lot of work. and But it wakes people up to go breaking ground you're doing new stuff and it's fun to watch it's great thanks man i'm yeah. a huge fan of yours i i never would have thought when um i was coming to those class on monday what like reenacting your guys stuff oh, that yeah. i would ever meet you guys nice. or get to talk to you it's awesome so thank you listen for coming. that 1500 i know yeah. you're gonna take what do you want to do with it i know 100 went into the set yeah so you can take that off the top okay and this set this is the you have two sets I like that you bothered putting a million pictures of yourself out there. When, <laughs> I didn't do that. They're just fans. <laughs> your people that work here. Yeah. They're just this like, I love fun. your stuff. This is fun. And, you, and uh, tell your lovely wife I said hello. And, I definitely will. And make her listen to this back to back, top I to bottom. We did this for an hour or something, and it's going to make a good tight 12-minute show, I feel. I think easily. Just some, just some light trims. Yeah. And then also... Six hundred thousand dollars I'll get for this. God, you motherfucker! <laughs> well, I'm in the wrong business, and the worst thing is I'm in the same business. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys, thanks, I gotta Eddie. run. Right, right, Give run, me a head run. start. I okay. got fans out there. Okay. All right. Bert and Tom, Tom and Bert. One goes topless while the other wears a shirt. Tom tells stories and Bert's the machine. There's not a chance in hell that they'll keep it clean. Here's what we call. 
two bears, one cave. 